0: hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You know, we talk a lot about the role of women in America. And one of the reasons why I insist upon having female voices as part of my equation uh, on all of the radio properties that I do is because I want that other side of the equation to be regularly uh, included. And when we don't have it, I think we lose something. But this week, Nancy Pelosi has said, I'm hanging them up. I'm not even going to run for leadership anymore. What impact will that have on not just women but also the Congress itself. Monica Crowley is back to talk to us. Uh, She is the host of the Monica Crowley podcast. If you're not listening, you should be. Monica, always good to have you. And we haven't talked since the election, so this is going to be kind of fun.
1: Hey, Kevin, it's great to be back with you. Thank you for having
0: me. Sure thing. Um, So we know a few things now that we didn't know a week ago. We know that um, there will be probably a 10-vote majority for the Republicans in Congress. I'd like to point out that that's a point That's a that's a that's a one vote uh, better for this Congress, uh, for the Republican side than what Joe Biden had going into the election. It was two twenty to one twelve. It looks like we're going to be two twenty one to two eleven. So, you know, not not a lot of things to brag about, but I was really shocked at how California and New York were really the ones that kind of put us over the top.
1: Really striking. Yeah. And it's a great irony that these two very deep blue progressive states in the end, I think, are going to be largely responsible for putting the Republicans over the finish line in terms of the majority in the House. And that has to do with, in large part. Lee Zeldin in New York, who was running for governor and ran a phenomenal race. I mean, the guy came within five points of defeating the sitting Democratic governor in New York. And while he came up a bit short, most Republican candidates don't even come within 20 or 30 points of a sitting Democratic governor. So because of the great race uh, he ran, he helped to flip four to five congressional seats in the state of New York red. And then in California, Rick Grinnell, our good friend, um, has an organization called Fix California. And I was just with him in Phoenix, Arizona over the weekend. And he was telling me that Fix California, his group and he... Um, register tens of thousands of new Republican voters in the state of California. That worked to help flip certain seats in California. And then, of course, you have freelancers like uh, Scott Pressler, who has (laughs) crisscrossed the country and especially in the state of Florida, but has moved heaven and earth to register voters and flip them from Democrat or independent to Republican. So we have those three individuals, among many, many others, uh, to really thank for helping move the House in the GOP direction.
0: So when Nancy was giving her resignation speech, she thanked everybody and she talked about um, how there's there's up and coming leadership that she looks forward to working with is just now just the representative from San Francisco. Um, Are we looking at an AOC minority leader in uh, in the House? What what's what's going to happen there, Monica?
1: (laughs) Well, I just tweeted today, Kevin, that, you know, while we celebrate the end of the Pelosi reign of terror. Just keep in mind that the person whom the Democrats choose to replace her could be worse.
0: And if it's AOC, Um, she could be there for a long time
1: yeah i mean it's hard to believe anybody could be worse than pelosi but the person they choose to replace her could in fact be worse it's sort of like applying the same principle to russia everybody is like oh putin needs to go the putin regime needs to come to an end well fine nobody's defending vladimir putin but when you look at the options it could be a lot worse yeah. than putin who at least operates you know somewhat in the international community although he had a big violation in in uh invading Ukraine. But what I'm saying is when people move to replace somebody, they automatically think that the replacement will be better. And that, in life, it doesn't work that way, and it could be worse. So you raised AOC. I I don't know I I don't think so. She I I haven't seen any reporting that she is interested in leadership. She might be, um, but you know they're talking about Hakeem Jeffries. They're talking about Adam. He's Schitt. he's as
0: bad as she is. We're looking at a very distinct and very different party, even from where they've been the last few years. Uh, depending on who they who they put in that spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, Nancy Pelosi will still represent San Francisco until she either retires or dies in office one way or the other. Um, So she will still be there. And she's obviously a progressive and is led that way. But the progressive movement is even more radical than she is because she's well into her 80s. So if it's Hakeem Jeffries or Adam Schiff or... You know, the other rumor too is that Dianne Feinstein, who is really unfortunately out to lunch and does not belong in the U.S. That's not younger leadership. (laughs) Uh, right. Uh, but the rumor is that she is going to step down and that Newsom will replace her with Adam Schiff. So you will have Senator Adam Schiff oh. in the, uh, from California. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like as bad as these people are, the replacements coming up are more radical. They're more progressive and therefore they're going to be worse.
0: R- Real quickly, a little bit later, I'm going to speak with Kelsey Bowler from the Independent Women's Forum. She's written a thing in the Daily Caller about how the Republicans did on the women's vote. Um, they turned out more married women uh, in in the election, it turns out, which I kind of had anticipated the angry mama bears who were really upset about the school districts were going to we're going to do that. But evidently, there was a larger margin than normal that went single women that went for the Democrats. There are obviously postulations out there that it's a combination of factors, probably the very hard, you know, anti-abortion campaigning that, um, you know, people like Hochul did against people like Zeldin. But there's also questions about whether um, Trump can ever win a bigger slice of the single woman vote simply because of his personality and his uh, the way he kind of rubs single women uh, the wrong way. I'm just curious your thoughts on that, because I hadn't really given it a lot of thought since election night.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, I, I think our side, myself included, um, really downplayed the abortion decision, the Dobbs decision. I just felt like the whole abortion issue was basically baked into the cake by now um, and and kicking it back to the states really wouldn't mean much. But the Democrats really did a number on particularly single women that their rights were being taken away, that democracy was under threat and and so on. And a lot of single women did believe that Um, when it comes to Trump. Look, he is going to have a challenge because 2022, 2024 this is not 2016 right i mean we know donald trump we know who he is his personality how he governed how he would govern so a lot of this is baked into the cake i think a robust primary helps the eventual nominee regardless of who it is sharpen their attacks sharpen their messaging but then when it comes to a general election you know the question is are there people who are still persuadable with regard to trump and i'm not sure about that and if you're talking about uh, particularly young women but when you talk about voters under 30 i mean every other age group kevin voted for the republicans every other age demo except for voters under 30 they went for the democrats by plus 28 points Free,
0: free college money and uh-huh. and on, and yeah. in the women and in the women's column, it was you know I, I don't want to lose my access to abortion. Yeah. I, I was really I'm kind of surprised at it all to be honest with you, Monica, because I thought that number one I didn't think that the youth would turn out in um, a midterm. They just typically don't. They rarely vote. Um, sometimes even in presidential years. And to have that much of an increase was really shocking. Um, there's I have thousands of other things i want to talk to you about but we're out of time dr monica crowley the monica crowley podcast available anywhere you get great podcasts monica we'll talk to you again soon
1: always a pleasure kevin thank you No, the
0: pleasure's all mine kevin mccullough come right back